Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there, he loves a beefcake shake, it's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly, how are you, sir? I do like a big beef, a beak cake. I like a beak, <laughs> you've got enough of them. Big cake. <laughs> Beefcake shake. <laughs> I've, got, I've had a beefcake shake and they're actually not bad. The other week when Matty Boy was round, I was like, go on, have a milkshake, mate. Have kidding. a milkshake. It's full of vitamins. It's full of nutrients. Protein. <laughs> 300 calories. So I was like, oh, go on, yeah. And then he, he got one. He, he lobbed it at my head, almost knocked me out the window. And um, I tried it and yeah. it was a strawberry one and it was, it was quite nice. It was good. It was it good. bad. But Matty Boy, Matty Boy, oi oi, Savaloi, another main show, another week, another main show, and mate, it's just Star Wars season, it is Star Wars season, everywhere I look, people are talking about Star Wars, people want about Kenobi, they want to know my opinions about about Kenobi, about Obi-Wan, about this, about that, about the Andor trailer, it is filth. It's overwhelming, and I'm here for it, mate. I am here for I it. That. How are you, mate? You good? Everywhere I go, everything I see, I know you'll be there, talking Kenobi. <laughs> mate, <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry about that. Sorry for everyone's ears. You're just listening with headphones as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, me, I am very good, my man. It's a new Star Wars week, and I'm sure whether it's on this show or a Patreon show or another episode, we'll talk about the glut of Star Wars content, but... Right now, whilst we're not actually swimming in it too much, I'm digging all of the news, all of the content, all of the excitement and anticipation. So I'm kind of like, uh, I'm in some sort of like spice stream at the minute, like living in this Star Wars fantasy world yes. where we've got so much to come. And what we've got at the minute is more than good enough. But in outside of the galaxy, in that thing called real life, which isn't probably as exciting, nah. I'm doing all right, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I had a good weekend, saw the little one, had a had a, uh, a feast at a restaurant. We went to the soft play and got a beating. Uh, had a good time there. And um, yeah, I can't really complain. Can't or won't. I'm not going to either way. I've got a cup of tea. I'm ready to go. Mate, how are you? I am grand, mate. I am grand. I'm having fun. I, I tell you what, with this, this weekend, I finally was able to pin down my missus and record a part, some, some content for Patreon. <laughs> the Journal of Luke Blywalker yeah. has dropped on patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. And we're talking Galaxy's Edge. We're talking our Disney World experience from tell last month. It, it was phenomenal, mate. It was fantastic. It was huge. <laughs> huge. It was, one, yeah, one of our best episodes, you know. It, it was just like going through it bit by bit. We gave tips and tricks and whatnot. It, and it's spoiler free. We don't spoil anything. Sweet. So if you're thinking of going to Galaxy's Edge or you've been or you're not even decided or maybe you've got something planned, whatever, 
go listen to that episode over on the Patreon. It's good fun. And, you know, it's always fun when uh, Arely makes an appearance. Arely! <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, on, on Lukey Boys, uh, on, on our Patreon shows, our solo shows, Jibber Jabber and The Journal, sometimes we fly solo and other times we, we hook in uh, friends, relatives, loved ones even sometimes. And uh, Luke's done quite a few with um, Arely, his, uh, his lovely wife. So I'm looking forward to checking that one out but um yeah it, uh, ch- sign up anyway because the content is great isn't it yeah just get involved come on two dollars two dollars mate and you've got all this filth to to digest film commentaries podcasts the lot it's, it is just it is a deal it's well, a good deal come on i'll tell you something mate we've got a new patron and oh. we're going to give him a shout out right now Yes, we are. We're going to give a cheeky, spicy shout out to our latest patron, Billy Dukes, who has joined at the high ground tier. What a lad. Welcome to the session, sickheads. Billy, your king. Billy the kid, Billy the king, more like. Yeah, Billy sent us an email this week, uh, a very nice email. He's uh, relatively new to the show and he's going back to listen to the old episodes, which do now come with a disclaimer. Check it out. They're great. Um, and he also wanted to know about some canon timeline uh, of the books and comics. So always found a way to my heart right there. But really, yeah. mate, thank you for <laughs> checking us out. Thank you for supporting. And we hope you enjoy all that exclusive stuff you're going to get, starting with the Journal of Luke Blywalker featuring early Luke's wife. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, it's been lovely seeing all the newbies listening to the show so if you are a newbie if you've just jumped on the podcast recently then welcome and thank you so much for listening to us and i hope you enjoy the show um subscribe to us leave us a rating or review you know Mm. if you're on apple you can leave a really good review if you're on uh, spotify you can give us a cheeky five star review that would mean the world to us because it helps other people get to find us um mate it's just it's been really nice and that's what happens when it's star wars season yeah boy yeah man it's you know we've been doing this for uh, for over four years now we love it each and every week and it's always heartwarming I always say to Luke, I still can't get my head around it. People, the fact that, you know, people are there listening and they enjoy what we have to say. That's and mental. I'm here for each and every single one of you. So thank you, whether you've been there since day one or this is your first day. Thank you so much for listening to the sessions and supporting us. And uh, talking of news, mate, that is some lovely news. But we've also got some news from the galaxy itself because I can oh. hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi ringing in my ear, which only means one thing. Oh, mate. Uh, yeah, I... It- it, it must mean, it must mean, Matty Boy, it's the uh, Galactic News Round. According to Making Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi is set to receive a second season, with the season one finale being amended to allow for further storytelling. And in a recent interview with Vanity Fair regarding the Kenobi series, writer Joby Harold stated, We would never break canon. So that's all I'll say. Canon is everything. Hi, this is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Num in the Star Wars movies, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. We live in 
in a Kenobi wonderland. And we're only halfway through, mate. It feels like we've been living with Kenobi for the longest time. However, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was halfway done without even being a week old, which is bonkers. Of course, we had the first two episodes drop on the Celebration Friday. Four or five days later, we had part three drop. Before we know it, we're halfway through, we're not even a week done, it's bonkers. And we are here tonight to talk about how the world is reacting to Obi-Wan Kenobi. We, uh, for now, it is a limited series. Yes, there are rumours and rumblings of a second season. Nothing's been confirmed yet. So in terms of this limited series, what's the world thinking about it? Now, of course, we've got our spoiler recaps that drop every wednesday and we're going to have another one dropping next week for the penultimate episode and one's already gone however what's the, what does what do the world think of it but before then mate i suppose it's only best for for those listening just for a quick recap about what do we think about out in our own little world what do you think oh. then about season or this limited season of kenobi the first we're halfway through in terms of what we've seen well, today, mate, boy, I, I I woke up from bed and I went to the loo and I just Where's was waking going? up and I, th- I, I I thought to myself, wow, wow, oh, Obi Wan wow. Ken- wow, Obi-Wan Kenobi is just so good. So good. Yeah. Obi-Dan you Kenobi. You know it. May boy, <laughs> I love this series. Is it perfect? No. Do I think it's superb? Yes. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's worth noting that because of recording schedules and other things in the galaxy that we're out that are out of our control, um, we're talking about parts one, two, and three. Yep. Halfway through halfway through the series. Right, so these are our thoughts halfway through the series, um, dude. I, I, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. Um, I think the story is fantastic, and I think they've finessed a lot of details very, very well. The show doesn't break any canon; it no. just adds to it. And if anything, it improves on the canon. You know, how would have uh, someone like Kenobi known that Vader was more machine than man? You know, things like that. Well. He probably wouldn't have known that unless he heard it through the grapevine. But instead, we're seeing it. We're seeing it happen and we're seeing it unfold in front of our eyes. May boy, I think this series is fantastic. I really do think it's fantastic. Like I said, I don't think it's perfect, though, so far. So we'll get to that. But, you know, it's, it's up there. It's up there. What about you, mate? Now we've had like a few weeks to digest it. You know, you've, we're away from the hype of waking up in the morning, watching the first three episodes, bearing in mind we are halfway through the series and yep. we're still in the hype. But yeah, well, how, how do you feel, mate? How do you feel? Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same wavelength as you. I think this series is excellent and I do. And I say this without any, you know, Star Wars biasness. We run a weekly Star Wars podcast. So the assumption is we are going to like this series because it's Star Wars. But it's more than that. It's well written. It's well acted. The story and the lore and the canon, like you say, is being expanded. And this is what we want from a show, you know, from a show, whether it's live action, animated or a film. And that's not included before we even get into books and comics. If you're going to give us a story, at least expand what we know. Don't just rehash the same stuff. And we're not getting that. Is it perfect? No, it's not. And there are a few things which uh, have been brought up by other people, which which we'll mention. And there's a few things which I've noticed as well. 
which I think I hope they kind of rejig that. But overall, though, my friend, three episodes in, I am thoroughly impressed. It's it has it um, hit the hype. Mm. Yes, this mm. has met the hype level, which I thought. Now we've still got three more episodes to go. I'm so excited to see where we get by episode six, part six. Sorry, and seeing if we're still on this level, are we going to be even hyped? Is it going to take a downward turn from here? We don't know, and that's part of the fun. But this first half, mate, I can't really complain too much. And I g- yeah. genuinely, not yeah. no, no bias, no fanboyisms, or whatever people want to throw those um, buzzwords, genuinely think this is a very good show. Well, to be fair, I think we had more criticisms, and I, I don't think this is like unreasonable mentioning this or, or comparing it even, but we had more criticisms at this point, like the halfway point of something like Book of Boba Fett than we mm-hmm. did Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And a lot of other Star Wars projects as well, you know, films, TV series, the lot. So I, I, I think coming into this, mate, I'm almost like surprised at, elements of it that are that good like for me part three has been my favorite episode so far and that's because i i love the pacing for some people you know the pacing weren't it and i you know each to their own but i loved that the episode took its time we had scenes where leia and kenobi are just talking they're talking and it's it's gorgeous it's wonderful storytelling yeah go on but it's not just what they're not just that they're talking it's also what they're saying yeah you know it's having you have an obi-wan sorry talking about you know basically alluding to padme once more but also giving yep. himself backstory about you know I, I i remember my father's hands my mother's shawl i think i had a brother but i just don't really remember we're getting backstory but but they're not yeah you know it's not ham-fisted they're not it, 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 it's delivered so well as if to say you know maybe one day we'll you know, give them a name, but if not, doesn't matter. We're just throwing it in there to flesh out these characters. And you're right, the pacing, I thought the pacing in episode three was, sorry, part three, you're going to get that a lot, part three. I thought it was great. In hindsight, especially going into that kind of chaotic, kinetic final third, having those uh, first two acts be slower, be more thoughtful, be more expansive in terms of the story really helped um, elevate that bonkers third act and i think this show's doing that very well you know deborah chow is doing such a great job helming this and joby harold and the kind of cacophony of writers who are working on this thing have all kind of come together somehow and as of yet have created a very well scripted very well structured show yes i totally agree and it seems like the world feels like that you know, it feels like the world has generally loved a lot about this show. Now, the elephant in the room, because <laughs> there is that. one. Oh, <laughs> there is a slight <laughs> elephant in the room. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, Matty Boy. Rotten Tomatoes critic score. As Matty Boy would say, the only bit that counts. <laughs> I I am going to get onto that later on, but the only not, bit that counts, mate. Not only because Matty Boy is an approved critic on Rotten Tomatoes, which well done to you, Matty Boy. <laughs> very, very well deserved. Matty Boy is a phenomenal film critic, by the way. Um, but Matty Boy 
Uh, the, 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 these parts, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, critic scores. Um, part one, 87%. Part two, 90%. Mm-hmm. Part three, 83%. Um, I'm, I'm surprised part three is the lowest. Cause yeah, for me, it's like the other way around. It's like part three is my favorite, then probably one, then two. Um, the same there, yeah. But, but dude, we're talking about good scores. We're talking oh, yeah, about very good scores. Is, and and let's, let, let's also address the other elephant in the room. Not everybody cares or gives two hoots about a percentage which has been attributed to a show. And we're not going to sit here and pretend that this is, you know, this means that it is a certified amazing show because it has a high number attached to it. However, it is a, it is an aggregate. It's an aggregator. Where they get, they get a load of people together in a room. Did you like it? Yes, no, yes, no. Out of these people, this amount of people thought it was good. It it can influence and it can kind of shape uh, whether you you want to watch or how quickly you see it. But um, we're mm. not going to sit here and say it. You know, this is the be all and end all. But on the other side, to address mm. the elephant, the audience score. This is where you do have to look at it through a different lens now, because this is crit- where this, this is, is where the fun doesn't begin. <laughs> this is where the fun stops. Because um, the critic score, whether you love it or hate it majority of them are there to do a job or they're, they're there to inform and they're there to educate or at least give a valid opinion. The audience score, most are, most of the audience would also like to do the same. You know, they, they leave a decent, honest comment and a decent, honest score. However, the audience score is 59% for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that is due in no small part to what we spoke about on the recap last week, the, um, the backlash if you want to call it to that, to Star Wars, to Ewan McGregor, to everyone in the cast standing behind Moses Ingram, who has, of course, received such disgusting and vulgar comments into her DMs. Um, again, if we, there's no place in the fan base for any behaviour like that, and I'm so glad the franchise stood up for it. However, since then, the audience score has plummeted. So whereas the critic score, I, I, you know, I put more stock in that. But the audience one can be manipulated, as we've seen with this Things like the Last Jedi, Captain Marvel. It is. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I I don't mean this to be snooty or awful, but I don't really care about the audience score at all. I don't take any stock in it because of the reason that it can be so easily manipulated. The honest, yeah. the honest ones out there. You know, I apologise, but because it can be, because you can just go and review bomb it, it doesn't really count. Yeah, to me, and that, and that's, and that's a problem, right? With Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. don't you and think? IMDb like to say, it, yeah it kind of takes away the validity and the kind of authority of those websites. You know, you, 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 like you said, you can't trust them because it is so clearly politically motivated. Right. And you just think, Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's. <laughs> well, imagine, imagine getting so upset. Oh, I'm going to go and put one out of 10 on this. Why? Because you didn't like what a tweet said. And it's so clearly, the show is so clearly not that. The show is so clearly not a one out of ten. No, it's so clearly not. To all quadrants as well. Uh, It is a four quadrant um, show, you know, adults, teens, mid, old people. It's for all Star Wars fans. If you like the sequels, you're going to love something here. If you love the prequels and OT, well, this is your bag. If you love Fallen Order, Rebels, come eat some of this. Yeah, you know, it's for everyone, surely. We're eating good. We're eating good. 
and it, it's just that has been do you think that has at all like ruined like the hype or the enjoyment of a series like this of course it's it's not nice is it we don't you know no. like, listen, we are here for everybody's opinion as long as it's you know constructed well crafted and you know in the real world as well we're here for all all, all opinions however there are obviously some fa- sections of the fan base who kind of like live in a different part of the galaxy. And I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> but I think some, and it's like I've mentioned, sometimes the mute and the block button is your friend. Uh, I think you said it best on the recap when you said there is always going to be a subsection of fans or, or whatever you want to call them. You just weren't going to like this either. Whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter how good this was. It was never going to be received well by some. So, and, and I know it's affected some people's enjoyment because you get that kind of prequel syndrome where you kind of feel like, Oh, should I be enjoying this because people online don't? Or I, I can't lie. I've gone on YouTube and I've t- I've typed an Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm looking for you know people's thoughts, like people I trust their thoughts on the show, or even just to listen to the theme. And the whole you know recommended videos, all it, it, it is just the clickbait um, channels which I thought I've blocked. But it, you know it's it's a lot of fake outrage, and I think hmm. I can see why it would upset some people and kind of take away the enjoyment. However. You, you, you're enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. Our community, for the most part, is enjoying it. And if they're not, we chat about it and have a laugh and move on. That's what it's about to me. Do I enjoy it? Yes. Therefore, nothing's going to stop me from enjoying it, mate. I mean, what about even, you? Do, do you think it's a downer? You, you can't help but think, oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Of course. You know, I, I, I think it does actually put a little bit of a Debbie Downer on it. Mm-hmm. But equally, um, I'm I'm happy like people like Moses were so open about it because that that can potentially open the way for some change. But you know, it, it, I mean, none of it is ideal, is it? You know, well, we're, we're, no, at the end we're of the day, we're talking no. we're talking like about a make believe TV show at the end of the day, and that's what gets me. That's what gets me is like people get so hot about this. They get so like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I don't we know. Get I think people. People we need, get passionate. We do, we? yeah, but we do. We, we, but we have fun with it, and that's what you have. As soon as you lose that, you're in trouble. We are passionate about the mythology. Mm-hmm. That's what we're passionate about. You know, we love the mythology. We love the storytelling, and it is a grand mythology. It's a phenomenal yeah. mythology, a fantastic story, very deep. They, and they're, they're, there's stuff for everyone in it and it is huge it is absolutely massive um and that's what i love about it but i think even when i look online and obviously we'll get to the socials in in later on in 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 our show in that segment of the show but even on there generally speaking people are loving this show man and when i'm messaging people like old friends or whatever they're going i've even had people text me saying are you watching kenobi and it's like yeah of course and they're like oh man I love it. Really good. I just, I feel like the reach of this show has been excellent. It's been really, really good. And uh, that's reflected, obviously, in the Disney Plus numbers. That is reflected in how many people are talking about it online. There is a lot every single day. Every single day, there is a lot of discourse around Kenobi. And like I said, most of it's been positive or when it's when it's not necessarily positive, it's like critiquing. Yeah, the you know? show. And, I, yeah. and I'm here for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If people Critique have issues with it and they're actually whatever, yeah. 
explaining their their issues, then yeah, more power to them. And sometimes I'm I'll, I'll read something. I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, fair play, fair play. I think that's a yeah, fair yeah. criticism. That's what fandom is all about. You, you critique the show and not anything else. You know what I mean? You can you can if if, if you're going to critique somebody because of the way they look or their ethnicity, then you're you know that's that is not that's not there's no place for that in any fandom you know that's not the kind of behavior that we want to be um seeing on the discourse if you don't like the show by all means hate the show think it's badly written mm-hmm. but you know that's that you know keep it within the boundaries of the the show the technical side of it or the performances rather than i don't like this actress or actress because xyz just we're, being we're getting reasonable, isn't it? Exactly. And this is something. This isn't new. I don't want to bang on about it, but this isn't new. The prequels had it. Uh, the OT had it. Yeah. You know, the sequels have certainly had it. It just seems to be some awful, horrible syndrome which affects every single Star Wars release because, of, and it kind of comes with being such a huge juggernaut of a yeah. franchise for the last forty-five years. Be people are passionate, but you know, it's how you it's how you portray your passion and it's where you want to, it's where you want to look back in 20 years time and think, Oh man, did I really do that? Did I really say that? You know, that's, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe I'm stupid for wanting people to just, you know, get along and watch it and enjoy all this idea and talk about it in this modern world we live in. But yeah, um, no, yeah. I'm with you there, my friend. And I, I speak to people at work, the guys at work, we talk about it, we enjoy it. Uh, we get, we get into it, kind of talk about where, where it's going to go next. And they know that, Obviously, I do this show and we do the recaps and they, they know I've taken time off work in the mornings just solely to watch Kenobi. And um, I watch the show with my old man in the evening as well. And he, as a as a, man, as a dude who watched the OT, well, we've seen every evolution of Star Wars, he's absolutely digging this. Like the Book of Boba Fett, he loves Mando, but he's digging Obi-Wan Kenobi because yes. it appeals to, to me, it, it appeals to every fan of star wars i think anyway so um well i said it's it's a good reaction well i think i told you um about on the the opening um weekend of kenobi the opening on the friday yes so it came out yeah it came out on the friday later that night i went and saw it again round a friend's house a family's house and they got two young lads and uh, we watched it all together on a big Big screen that had one of those projectors, like a 4K, 4K projector. Job, yeah. Matt, game changer. I want one. He I sent want me one. the picture and I was like, how can I watch? I mean, this TV I've got in front of me now is a good size. It's a decent size telly, but yeah, uh, telly TV for our international friends. But seeing it, this projected, I was like, I can't watch it on this anymore. You yeah, I it. know. It, it was, it was because even me, like going back home, I was like, oh man. You know, and I love my telly. I love my telly, but I was like, oh man. Uh, But, um, even those guys, all I would say good, like decent, but like casual Star Wars fans, you know, they have, they, they love it, but they're not like in the podcasting community. They're not on Star Wars internet, you know, so on and so forth. They love this show. They love this show. I've not spoken to many people, Matty boy that don't love this show in some capacity, you know, however, people do have issues with it. You know, I've spoken to quite a few people who uh, don't like Leia. I'm surprised at that. And I always go, really? Like you don't like Leia. Um, One of my friends uh, or one of my old colleagues, who's a friend, uh, he messaged me saying, who's a big Star Wars fan. Andrew was like, he was like, oh mate, um, love the villain. Reva, love, lover, fantastic. Leia, bit annoying. 
I was like, that is a take I've not really heard on the internet. <laughs> I, I, maybe, maybe I have, I don't know, or I've not seen it. I'm sure there are people that do maybe agree, but I, at that, I was like, I was a bit surprised at that. And I was like, of course, I came to Leia's defense and I was like, well, excuse me, <laughs> she's a princess, <laughs> you know, but. I, I thought that was refreshing to hear kind of just different opinions that were so obviously unbiased. They were just people's actual opinions, f- properly formed opinions. And uh, yeah, it's been fun, man. It has been fun seeing what people think of this show. Mate, I, I've seen a few people with some takes online that have made me bulk, but the vast majority have had a reason for it. And, uh, and as somebody who critiques things far too much, I, 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 if, if you don't like young Leia, then that's fine. Cause most people will say, this is why, and this is why I understand that. I may not agree, but I understand. I get that. If that's how you feel. And some of the other concerns, which I'll mention shortly, um, I, I, I kind of understand where people are coming from, but we, I mean, we, we love it. Uh, the kids love it. My nan probably loves it as well. If you saw it, what about the what about the so called critics out there? Then you know, m- majority are positive, but not all of them. Uh, we've got uh, Brett White from Decider says mm. Deborah Chow and the cast and crew have not only risen to the occasion, but they've exceeded all hopes. Kenobi feels like a true auteur vision. Um, I can't comment on whether this is a- an auteur's vision. An auteur is uh, somebody of a signature style, a director mm. with a signature stamp. Um, like a Tarantino would be an auteur, mm. um, but that that's that's a positive. Maggie Lovett from Collider, Deborah Chow continues to deliver deliver some of the most visually stunning Star Wars stories to date. Intricately building on its script with clever directorial choices and building on this somber chapter in Kenobi's life. So lots of positivity towards Deborah Chow and the way she has brought this vision to life because she's you know she's this is what we get now when we have one person behind the entire show i love me some john and dave i love me the man though and book of boba fett but we've got one vision you know behind the camera uh and directing all six episodes i feel like these all belong to the same story i don't see three different directors visions for these episodes i just see yeah what deborah yeah. thinks and i think actually that is to the the uh the show a positive step for the show is a positive check for the show that we've got one vision just happens to be an insanely talented director doing it yes and that's something that we've not really spoken about in our recaps is like oh yeah this episode feels so different (laughs) to the last one in direction i think where that is most apparent is book of boba fett in book of boba fett it feels so different sometimes between episodes yeah it's like chalk and cheese. Knock, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's like chalk and cheese. Having different directors can be a huge advantage, but I think having, um, Deborah just involved in this as a singular director has, has been a win. And I think she has done a great job with the tools that she has been given. Yes. Um, yeah, because there is a lot of volume in Obi-Wan Kenobi because of budget, because of COVID, because of lots of lots of different convenience. Reasons. Convenience, yeah. And um, I think, again, when you take that into consideration, excellent, excellent. Deborah Chow is a Star Wars legend at this point, isn't she? Deborah Chow, Deborah Chow is great. She delivered some of my favourite, if not my favourite Mando episodes, and is now knocking out the park with Obi-Wan Kenobi flaws with standing. 
And you meant you, you're talking about the visual language of Kenobi. On the flip side, some the, a lot of the negative comments from the critics are looking now at the visuals. Mike Redmond from Pajiba. Unfortunately, all of this has the dramatic tension of oatmeal because I truly cannot stress how frustratingly budget this whole series feels. Darth Vader practically looks like a Power Ranger fighting Obi-Wan. And Evan Dossie from the Midwest Film Journal said, it just looks cheap and it delivers big dramatic moments without much weight. So what do you think? What, what, what do you think about those reviews? See, now, now there is a point of view which I understand mm. and I can't get past sometimes because there has been moments when I've looked at the show and have thought specifically in part three, when the, in, in, when Obi-Wan and Vader are in the mine, in the, in that kind of cavernous kind of mining area, mm. quarry, quarry, it, mm. it looks it, there. I could think that doesn't look great. doesn't look amazing. Um, and I mentioned in the recap for the first part, when Leia's in the woods, it just kind of looks like she's across the across the green from where I live. Doesn't yep. feel, and to me, I'm not going to tell anyone how to do their job. I just wish that in those scenes there had been like some kind of like Star Warsy fauna, maybe like a a, a a neon yellow flower sprouting, or just to kind of make me feel like I wasn't on Earth. Um, Die you. Mm. I think that comes in for a few people have said that's quite volume heavy, which of course it is, but that's the one which I think actually benefits the most because it's set in the night time and some of the quote unquote deficiencies are hidden. I bought Dayu for the most part. So I get what people are saying about the look of the show. Uh, and even in part three, when they're on Mapuzo, it does feel a bit like they were just on Calif- in California, but yeah, it's, <laughs> You know, the, you can only work with what you've got. There is a budget. Disney, as much as this is Obi Wan Kenobi and this is a flagship show for the year, the the, the reason why the Mouse House has got a lot of money is because they don't spend it. They don't need to, and they they've got a strict budget for these shows. They're not going over them. I don't. I don't. It doesn't take me out of the show. It does not take me out of the show whatsoever. However, on a second or third viewing, when you're kind of not in the moment as much and you're looking for things, you notice it a little bit more. But I don't mind it. Yeah. I've seen some people don't like the lightsaber effects. I I actually quite like the lightsaber effect where they've got an actual glowing rod on set which reflects the light back at, for example, Obi and Darth. I actually quite like that because it's genuine, it's authentic. That's what it would be like if this was actually happening. So yes. the, the visual side, mate, I can understand people's frustration with that. I'm not as hung up on it as a lot of people are, but I see it. Are you looking at these show thinking it looks a bit, what naff I, I i mean i'd be lying if i wouldn't have thought that at times but i can get past it i can get past it especially because these are th- th- this is from the prequels man yeah, <laughs> like this is <laughs> and, you know you watch attack of the clones and you think oh my days you know the windows xp bit where anakin's getting rolled over by that huge balloon cow thing <laughs> that'd be great you just think oh my giddy arm what on earth is this what on earth is this and what am i looking at it looks naff it does not look great and it's not aged well um and i'd say i'd 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 strongly argue a lot of everything in kenobi looks way better looks way better but the point is maybe that could it be better Mm -hmm. possibly possibly but then i think that and this is a whole another topic for another time you know is there a wee bit of over-reliance on 
the volume, possibly. That's a good shout, my friend. Maybe they just want it. Maybe they're just preferring to focus more on the story than the visuals, which could also come into that where they want to yeah, make sure they that. nail the characters and the story. And yeah. the planets almost play second fiddle. So there, 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 could, there could be many variables which we don't know about. But your point there is is well taken well let's let's not forget as well a lot of this post-production has been done during covid lockdowns Mm -hmm. and during a time where people have been working remotely you know maybe even still working remote and that's not easy either you know doing vfx remote it's it's hard man it is really really hard and uh yeah so there's there's a pro- there's like you said there's probably a lot of real world challenges wrapped up in that as well listen i think that if if you're invested in star wars if you love a galaxy far far away i think there's not loads to hate about this star like this this series even if you dislike it even if you don't even agree with it purpose with its being you know i think this series delivers a lot on story on character you know not breaking canon bearing in mind we're halfway through the series right now but i think generally the the opening reception has been terrific really really good yeah and we the grand what happened to the grand inquisitor so far we you know we've pretty much heard from joby harold that kind of means everything. They they know what they know what comes next in the story in terms of things like the Grand Inquisitor and people. They're saying you're like, calm down, guys. And I pointed that at me in the recap for part one. I went off on one. They better not drink. They can't uh, retcon rebels. Rah, rah, rah. And then kind of you sit back and think they're not going to do that, are they? It's you know, it's, right. a, it's a shock moment and it works because it shocked a lot of people, me included. But yeah, and Leia, does she know Obi Wan? Because I don't think she does know Obi Wan. She knows Ben Kenobi. When she's falling in episode in part two, she shouts Ben. Yeah, uh, no one. Uh, the name I mean, Obi Wan has been said nearer, but at the same that time, seems it pretty been, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. She there, there are ways. I don't think at any point there's been like you know you, you're Obi Wan. She hasn't called him Obi Wan. I don't think anyone has explicitly said it too loud. I mean, other than Harja Kumail's character in part two, kind of said it. Or maybe part one. Where said it part two said it fairly part loudly, two. but at the same time though, it, no, it doesn't break canon. Vader and Obi Wan, sorry, sorry, YouTube doesn't break canon that they fought each other. Because when I left you, I was but the learner, or I haven't felt this presence since. Since when, Vader? You punk. Since when? You didn't say when. That's when. So it could be any time. It could have been last week. And he says, we know. He he says, when I left you, I mm-hmm. was. I was I was the learner, right? Last time he left him, he was he had no limbs and burning on the side of the volcano, volcano on Mustafa. Well, when he didn't when, leave him, I take that, and I've always I, I interpret that as Anakin leaving the Jedi Order when 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 Anakin left Obi Wan when he left that kind of relationship when he left the, that dynamic and left the Order, he was the learner. Now he's the you know he's not talking about when they last fought. Mm-hmm. You know, like otherwise, who'd say when we last fought? <laughs> I was exactly. You know, he doesn't say that. Yeah. So many ways that you can interpret that line, and none of them are wrong. If if Vader and Obi Wan fight again mm. in the series, and Obi Wan gives him a beating, then you could look at that line and say, actually, yeah, I was I was still a learner because the last time we fought, you you schooled me, but now I yeah. am the master. You know, you could look at it however many ways you want to interpret it, and none of them are wrong. 
Um, because as we all know, George was flying by the seat of his pants. We all love George Lucas to make, we all bow to the feet of George Lucas. However, we all know at the same time, not an awful lot of that was planned out. And it, you know, as luck would have it, it worked out spectacularly, Yeah, but it, it opens the door for stories to be told in a prequel, which can build upon that or interpret that in different ways, which is all, you know, which is what we're doing here, which is what George did in the prequels, which was also full of inconsistencies to his own story. The Clone Wars uh, was building on lines from the OT. Uh, Rogue One, of course, leads straight into it. It it all builds on what George started, but, you know, to to think that you can't go in and, you know, put a different spin on that is very short-sighted, I think, and it's not ruining what George has done or what what happened in A New Hope or anything. If anything, if they get it right, which so far they are, if anything, it's enhanced it like Rogue One enhances a new hope for me now. Get it right, it only inc- it only enhances the classics. Do you think this is doing a better job in terms of a prequel and building up the character? Do you think this is doing a better job than something like Solo? No, that is a million dollar question. Make <laughs> right. Kenobi 2 happen. Um, that is the big question. Well, do you think I that's think- a question for after the series, maybe? I don't know. Halfway through... Mm. I think, yes, it is, because in the prequels, we saw almost kind of like happy-go-lucky Obi-Wan. In the OT, we see a very calm, very composed Obi-Wan. Now, and But mm. now we're seeing you know what happened in between. We're building up uh, Obi-Wan's character. We find out a bit about his, his childhood as well. So as of now, yes, but also I'm kind of, yeah, a lot of it is new, whereas in Solo, as fun as the film was, it was it was almost a kind of checking the boxes off, which we knew was going to happen. And I'm not that's not a slight. Meet Chewie, get the Falcon, meet Lando, do the Kestrel run. Things we'd heard about before, so none of it yeah. was really a surprise as such. No. With Kenobi, some of some of the I say revelations. It's not the the right word, but some of the stories we're getting and narrative threads are surprising more so mm. than in Solo. Yeah. I'd what agree you? with you, man. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd I'd agree with you. I th- I feel like this story already has a lot more weight to it. Has weight, has purpose, has heartbreak. <laughs> like this, this Obi Wan is clearly a broken man, and we're seeing his relate. I've mentioned this a lot in the recaps, but you're seeing his relationship with his faith in the Jedi and the Force being tested, and yet he doesn't give up but maybe he's also not like bettering himself mm-hmm. e- either and he's kind of in this very weird in-between state and that is where the show is it is in between everything about this show is this bridge between that prequel era and sequel era and i think it's 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 uh executing it tremendously <laughs> yeah you know come on mm. Mm. We had to get well, it in What you got at the moment? Me. you got a cuppa of you. I've got a cup of tea in my uh, Darth Vader mug. I find your lack of faith disturbing oh. uh, mug. It holds a decent amount of tea as well, so I'm quite enjoying that. And um, He loves it, hey, doesn't he? You're right, he mate. It. And in terms of is it building out the character more, I sent this to you the other day. I can't remember who it was on, on Twitter. I think it might have been our boy Akira who said, um, you know, I think we need to give a bit more props to Luke Skywalker. For what, for half a bit for turning Vader to the light, you know, turning that guy that we saw in part three, he managed to get through to that guy. And in, in the OT, we, Kenobi's at peace now. You know, he, he looks back as an Anakin with fondness, but he also knows that this guy's more machine than man now. We have to, you know, there's no saving him. We have to, you have to kill him, Luke, basically. 
Whereas in this point yeah. in his life, he's almost, it's almost like he thinks he can, I don't know, it, it's building up that he can still get through to Anakin. A lot of that is the PTSD or is the trauma of just realizing that Anakin is actually still alive and look what he's become. But, you know, there's good in him still, as Padme said, by the OT he seems to have um, abandoned that little line of thought. And part three kind of goes a little way to showing that, that, you know, this guy is irredeemable. Look what he was doing in the streets to those families. Look what he did to Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? It's also kind of showing us where he gets to in his thoughts on Anakin or Darth Vader and the OT. We're kind of seeing the these pathway now. Yes. Yeah. Because we're, we're seeing an Obi-Wan getting fleshed out, but we're seeing an Anakin get fleshed out or a Vader getting fleshed out as well. You know, this is a villain, an evil person to yes. be feared. And for us to go along this journey with Obi-Wan on discovering, A, Anakin's still alive, and B, he's evil. Oh, like, this dude is gone. You know, who you know, that's gone. And like you said, that's why this show just plays in so wonderfully to the greater Skywalker saga, the greater good. Very good greater good. Great, greater good. Because, you know, you've, you've got so much lore. You've got so, so, so much lore here that's being added to ultimately that end of Return of the Jedi where yeah. Luke finally get he, he he knows he cracks in there and even before then you know like vader before they even go and see palpatine in, in in jedi you know he's like oh you know it's too late for me son you know vader's starting to unravel a little bit and he's going look I, i've done so much evil mate like i'm past it yeah and that it, it's lit and luke's going nah nah you there's still room there's still room and that's why you know i always go on about it but that that's why that ending of return of the jedi is so unbelievably powerful you already so powerful. have oh magic yeah film Come magic on, honestly um, mate and they're also giving I, i've said this i bang about on about this an awful lot they're also giving some shout outs to padme as well not by name mm. but they're intimating and i, I think mm. that's great in in t- at least two of the episodes and you got to I, I just imagine, you know, at one point, Obi-Wan shouts to Darth Vader something about Padme. And that's going to be like, wow. Firstly, you went there. How, w- w- way to annoy this, the most evil man in the galaxy. But it, it's also, I think Padme is a character who, the E.K. Johnston trilogy aside, has kind of been sort of, not forgotten, but they glossed over a little bit in yeah. storytelling. You know, Luke Skywalker, I don't think he's ever once mentioned his mum, apart from in Jedi, Return of the Jedi, when I was like, do you ever think about your mother? But since then, you know, it's always been, you know, that my dad, Darth, you know, Anakin. And so I'm glad that they're giving Padme some pro- And actually, when they do, I'm finding them to be quite um, powerful, the moments, because of you and mm. sublime acting. Mm. But it, it's sending us, it's using that nostalgia brilliantly, because, you know, when I look at Luma, or Leia, you know, I see her mother's face, and you immediately flash back to something like Re- Attack of the Clones or Avengers. Yeah. Or something like and then it take, and I mentioned on the recap, recap, it takes you back to those days when you saw the films and being that young. And, and it's, nostalgia is a powerful thing when harnessed correctly. And I think this show is doing it. One of the, one of the kind of middling reviews for Kenobi kind of, it kind of, you know, says that it's, you know, it's holding on to its nostalgia. Didn't need to yeah. be made. Is it creative exhaustion? This is Stuart Heritage from The Guardian, but it's doing its job. You know, it's hanging its hat on the nostalgia and, nostalgia is not a bad word 
if you None. can do it right. And this is doing it right for me. They're the, the perfect example in the la- in part three when they're talking to Freck, you know, the, the, the trucker dude who's, you know, just wants a bit of order in the galaxy. And Leia says, you know, to Obi-Wan, aren't you going to say hello to him? And she looks at him and we get a beat. We get a short beat of silence where we're expecting him just to look at him and say, hello there. But he doesn't. He just says, hello. Because like mm. you said on the recap, the show mm. knows what it is. It's, self- it's not trying to become, you know, the next in the line of meme machines. It's yeah. telling its story first. And that's what I like about the most about. But one of the things I like most about the show as well is it isn't falling into parody. It isn't falling into what we all want. And um, I think it's I think it's, it's doing that very well. Is it, is, it, is it leaning on nostalgia? Yes, but when it needs to. Question for you, though, mate, is this is something I've been ruminating on, like Padme herself and Anakin. What do you think about the score for this and um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme now from John Williams? It's been in our lives for three weeks, and as has the score by Natalie Hull. What are you thinking mm. about it, mate? Because I, I've been reading a few comments on some forums, and uh, some people aren't too fond of it. I, I would say, as of right now, it's 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 good. It's good. It's fine. Somewhere in between fine and good to quote mate boy, fine. It's, fine. it's somewhere between fine and good, I'd say. You know, I don't think it stands out too much. Um, I'm glad they didn't get Ludwig to come and do do this because mm-hmm. his style and his his uh, kind of genre of Star Wars is different to what we're trying to do here with Kenobi, yeah. right? What Lucasfilm are trying to do. Like I said, this is very intrinsic to the Skywalker saga. We un- we know that even by the the credits. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, it's right, so yeah. connected to the Skywalker saga and Star Wars. Uh, Whereas Mando, Boba, they are spin-offs. So so naturally the branding's different. The the mm-hmm. flavor, the vernacular is all different. Um so uh, understandably you, under, you you see why John Williams was almost like the only only option here to 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 come and deliver that original piece of music, just that singular uh, score, and then for the uh, who does that to be helped? Yeah, well, he's great. Yeah, what what do you think? I think, I think it's okay. I, I, I think, think it's, it's a very understated score. I don't think I mm. think it's I think it's just a soundbed for what's happening on screen. It's it's there to complement rather than to. Whereas with the John Williams scores for the Star Wars films, they go on above complementing the scenes. In fact, look at something like Binary Sunset. Imagine imagine Luke looking out to the twin sons without that score. It doesn't just complement, it elevates those films at times. Um, Natalie Holt, it, it, it's a very understated score. I like it. And I mean, I couldn't tell you any of the songs or any of the tunes that are in it, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing if it's working with the emotion of the scene. And um, and John Williams, wh- why did you come back? Because of Obi-Wan. Okay, thanks for telling me. Um, <laughs> the uh, theme, at first when I heard it, I was like, it's okay. But what I've done is not to convince myself I like it, but I've been listening to it maybe once a day, usually at work. I put it on and I'm finding I'm liking it more and more and more. I'm getting it. I'm getting where what John was thinking of in terms of that emotion and that kind of hope that is actually breaking free from this score. Uh, which is what I didn't really hear the first time. But the more I'm actually allowing myself to absorb it rather than in the show, I'm enjoying it. And I say to anyone who isn't a huge fan, put your headphones in, stick it on your you know, your Spotify, whatever you use, your, your music catcher, and just play it. 
They play yeah. it once, maybe play it again, and just kind of listen to the intricacies of it. Because whilst it may not be as um, bombastic as some of his other themes, there's a real beauty to it, which is now standing out a lot more to me. And I don't know if that's just because of nostalgia I'm now feeling for this show. Mm. I'm really digging it. But no, yeah, the score is is fine. The score is decent. It's, it's, done, it's not standing out as such, but I don't think that's always a bad thing. No, not necessarily. And sometimes it's a grower. I think I mentioned this in one of the recaps, like Rogue One. The Rogue One score is a grower, and that is actually, I think, one of the best modern scores in Star Wars. You know, Michael Giacchino killed it on that. Yeah. Absolutely killed it on that. Um, yeah, do I sometimes I feel like, oh, they could have done with a Force theme there. Well, that's what people are saying is do they're, they're I mean, not using can- the Imperial March. They're not using it. Or Leia's yeah. theme. I like uh, that they're not, but what about you? Yeah. I see. I, I, I feel like a mix i feel i feel like the, i feel the pull of the dark side do you know what i mean like i'm like yeah but I feel the pull. See, you know this is so if we got blue text at the end of the show yeah you know what i mean it's like well it is so skywalker saga They're you've made it back so in some places are they you've made it so obvious that it's part of these like a footnote of the films you know not a spin-off not it's not rogue one it's not it is so closely closely linked to the films and yet i i, I feel like you what but you're not going to use the music i don't know I, I i feel quite split on it i feel quite split like i said and listen we're halfway through the series we might hear stuff I we might we hear will. stuff and sometimes and a, a lot of the time less is more so yeah. let's I see think mate, I think we're going to get a we're going to get a rendition of the Imperial March. We're going to get the Force theme, and there's nothing to do with chronological either because the you know the prequels weren't shy in using the Force theme because a lot, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, you know, it wasn't the Imperial March wasn't in Rogue One or wasn't in A New Hope because it debuted in Empire. You know, the Force theme or the Binary Sunset, whatever you want to call it, debuted in A New Hope. So if you're going to use that logic, then they shouldn't have used it in anything in universe pre A New Hope, mm. but they have done. So I don't think it's anything to do with that. I just think that I, I like the fact that they didn't have the Imperial March, for example, playing when Vader's walking through the street or when he's fighting. Can I, yeah. so I don't think it actually adds as much weight to the scene it, as, as we all think as, as we think it would. Would it sound b- cool? Yes. But I, I, I actually think it would take me out of the scene. I'd rather have what Natalie Holt did, which was a lot more kind of a menacing, yet menacing devastating yeah. kind of this yeah. sinister soundtrack when he, and then you know later on it may, it may be in the last episode when vader's walking away or he's been like oh i'm going to do this then play the imperial march just so we can be like there it is or if if obi-wan gets the upper hand in a fight have the fourth theme start to swell and, and so then it's kind of like it's earned you earn that moment the problem with the sequels a lot of people a lot to a lot of people in terms of the soundtrack is the overuse of familiar motives and, and soundtracks when Maybe didn't mm. always need to use them, and you know I, I, that's a criticism I do understand. As much as I love hearing the Force theme and that, but I, I'm digging the the music. So I think it seems to be for the most part we think the music's fine. Visually, we're not as bothered, but we see the flaws. I think we both agree that the performances are excellent, mm. um, and it seems that the rest of the world, for the most part, is enjoying this. Do you see a way then where we could get? an extension of this story where, where it wouldn't feel like overkill or it wouldn't feel like it's encroaching too much on, you know, this familiar territory as we get closer to the OT. Can there be a second season? 
I mean, you can say that there, there can be more of a lot of things, yeah. you know, but this was clearly pitched as a, a, a limited series up until yeah, but days ago. <laughs> days ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, if the writing is good and if it is Matty Boy executed well, then, you know... Ooh. Then there could be room for it. You know, this is a short season. Six episodes. Yeah. Is a short season. Um, Do you want to see more? I'm not sure. If you were given the option, that goes, should there be more? And would you like to see more? Because they are two very different questions. Very, They have different um, ways yeah. attached to them. Should there? And right now, You're they right. said, look, we're going to give you four more episodes. Obviously, we don't know what how season, how part of season are going to win, but you know, if they said, "Look, we we'll give you four more episodes," you know, all these characters you love and actors, and should there be another one? I'm struggling a little bit to answer that question because I feel like that's a question that needs to be answered at the end of the series. Yep, I hear that, I, I, and I, I, that's my answer. That right now, that is my answer. Sensible. Let's see, and like as what we reported earlier, you know, they, there's a good chance. They might have edited the ending slightly, you know. Who knows? That's what the rumor mill's saying. Who knows? Um, What do you think? Yeah, should there be? Yeah, I think obviously, if you're going to be sensible, you wait till part six. Would I like it? Well, of course I would. You know, from what I've seen so far, these three episodes have been very good. Um, I'm assuming based on what we've seen so far, that the final three are going to be at least as good. Would I like to see, you know, another go around the sun with you and McGregor, Hayden Christensen, Moses Ingram, Rupert Friend, and that who I am actually missing, Rupert Friend's grand inquisitor. I'm missing his presence in the show. Mm. Would I like to see a, a few more episodes? Yeah. But if, but, uh, but a few more, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to see this become a two or three season show. And, and that almost pains me to say it because it's Obi-Wan and, and, and Darth Vader and that, but, at the same time, you don't want to overstay your welcome and you don't want to be reactionary, which is something Lucasfilm and Disney have been in the past. If they can find a story to tell in maybe like four hour long episodes, and we all know they're never going to go an hour on, on Disney Plus. They just don't like it for some reason. But if they could do it, great. But as long as it fits with the story they're telling now uh, and as long as it doesn't feel like they're just doing it because, hey, look, we're getting a pop from this show. Mm. So would I... Of course, in an ideal world, I'd love to see these. I don't want to see the end of Ewan as Obi-Wan. I can't I can't bring myself to one day think that is now it for Ewan as Obi-Wan. We're never going to see him again. And, you know, I'm, and Hayden's having a time of his life at the minute. As You know, looking on the press tour and that, he's loving life. Uh, and everyone involved, I'd love to, of course I would. But the story might, at the end of it, m- might wrap it itself up so nicely that what is there to tell that isn't then starting to impede on that canon because how many times can have can obi-wan go on an adventure how many mm. more times can he leave his mission i don't know all i know is once part six done i'm getting on the blower to best be in bulletin and saying right did they change the end of that episode because if he said yeah. yes <laughs> we might be getting more so we but, might um, even know do you know what i mean like when we even watch the show yeah. we'll be like yeah I, I have a feeling i have a feeling uh yeah, but generally it's been it's been fun, you know, with some minor blips, it's been so fun and enjoyable seeing so much positivity and love 
a lot of love coming out of you know just seeing you and mcgregor our prequel boy our prequel uh, hero back on the screens again it's been really cool really amazing and i feel like a privilege you know i never would have imagined this years and years ago it's been a privilege to see the world react to oh. obi-wan kenobi hi this is mike evans i played Lord gray the medicine man ewok in return of the jedi you're listening to Star Wars Session, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Mate, what a pleasure it was to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi and what everybody in the world thinks about it. And just for those listening, yes, I have too seen those chase scenes. And yes, they may not be the greatest, but they're canon now. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, they're there. <laughs> uh, Leia can outrun four grown men. Um but uh, yeah, all this talk about Obi Wan, all this thinking about you know you and Moses Hayden, it's getting me thirsty, man. But thanks for all the Essex Falcon up outside of the dusty drinking hole that we call the Bantina. The only question that remains, my friend, is: Shall we? Let's do it. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another part, Kellen Sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Uh, oh, yes, here we are in the Bantina with all of you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. For those who are new to the show or old, we sit down each week with you guys and we have a couple of Kef beers and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. And this week, we ask for your thoughts at the halfway point of obi-wan kenobi and we've got a fair few responses didn't we mate <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just a few uh we got so many responses through instagram and twitter like yeah. a lot we're talking facebook. hundreds and h- facebook hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh so we're gonna pick out a few favorites i'm gonna kick off with a really nice one uh Matty boy um multiversal the multiversal nomad on instagram said love the podcast uh Thank guys you. just discovered y'all amazing job keep up the good work uh which is nice. really Thank really you. nice really really nice appreciate it and that. then followed up with a positive uh, comment about kenobi uh, jimmy the tank uh, old guy jedi he said the third episode has completely shifted my feelings from being so so to all in so many new planets and species this is where the fun begins matilda backland the queen of sweden said gosh i love it uh, emily bonner said i've cried every episode so far um eve ST90019 all the way from Malta said this like this series so far but the production value vastly differs from episode to episode episode 3 looked cheap compared to 1 and 2 but I liked that it was unusually unusually slow for modern TV gave it time to breathe uh really really enjoyed that comment uh that geek andy 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 all the way through and uh galagus are rock racks picks gal hang on galagu galagus galagus racks picks there's a character in aftermath called gallius racks so i'm assuming they've added the g and made it galagus galagus racks 
Gallagher's Racks. How to confuse a blight. I'm really struggling with that one, guys. He says this. Overall, I do like it a lot more than I dislike. All the returning cast members are amazing so far, especially Ewan McGregor. But I don't get some creative choices, especially the music while i really really enjoy the new obi-wan theme and some musical moments i don't understand why they decided against using legacy themes especially the imperial march invaders scene Mm. and uh lastly from the comments david dunn said wizard what a hunk so we've got a mixed bag there. We've got a mixed bag there, but we've got a lovely uh, voice message in from Anthony Sarango, who is a top lad. And I met him only at Galaxy's Edge last <laughs> month, mate, boy, while I was queuing up to buy a lightsaber. Uh, let's hear what Anthony's got to say, mate. Oh, well, what can I say about the, uh, you know, first three episodes of Kenobi? They've just been amazing. They blew us away so far. The fact that we get to see, you know, a really treasured and beloved character who was also a strong character, very witty, very, you know, comebacky at his lowest. And then see him, like, you know, still hold on to that little glimmer of hope that he has, which is, you know, Luke and Leia. And now having to, like, get thrust back into the action where he has to save Leia. And then ultimately, like, face the worst thing that he's created, which is his own, you know... Um, his own apprentice who he failed to kill and has now become the worst enemy to all Jedi and all people in the the galaxy it's just I can't wait to see what we're going to get and I can't wait to see what else they have in store for us for these last three episodes (laughs) (laughs) we love it we love it and we love it and we love the stakes we love the stakes you know Get me the Aramax. I love me steak. <laughs> Thank you so much for sending that in, Anthony. You absolute king. Can't to hear. Can't wait to hear more from you in the future, man. Yeah, lads. Thank you so much for sending that in, mate. And well done for looking after Luke Bly whilst he was in Galaxy's Edge. It made me very pleased to hear that. Um, moving on, we had some comments um, from Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Sven Arden said, "Young Leia is the star," and I just can't wait for the next episode. Um, we've got Alan Souza says epic each episode feels like a movie it's just so good <laughs> so good uh, Alan so gets it so good Alan really enjoyed the show um moving <laughs> um we had but, but not everybody was as positive as we're hearing now um Mac Tim on Twitter said you know I'll give it a 4 out of 10 the show is visually stunning, but lacks in real storytelling or character development. What really disappoints me, though, is the shocking level of violence. No mm. way would I let children watch this show. Way too graphic, almost TVMA rated. So I, I did when I watched the part three. I did think, right, probably wouldn't show my six-year-old this. And I, you know, I did think. I don't know of a few other people who I've right. spoken to have also said. Oh, I'm not sure. I want my youngest to watch it because you know someone gets cut in half. A youngster gets their neck snapped somebody gets choked people are getting thrown in a fire and dragged through it you know it's you, pe- people say lucasfilm and disney are dumbing down and softening star wars watch that last episode um troy uh, the lonely wolf said so far it hasn't peaked my episode the way mandalorian has the mandoverse seemed to have a larger scope and a higher level of drama 
with Obi-Wan, I don't feel as much tension or impatience for the next episode. Um, Haze of Base said mixed feelings. If this was done back in, say, 1987 when I was seven, I would have loved it. Now, I just don't know. I'm more looking for the Andor. I'm looking forward to the Andor Mm. series. Now, uh, Blober, great name, says 7 out of 10 so far. 10 out of 10 emotionally, but technically in VFX, give it a 7. Yep. And um, we've got a few other people. Uh, Tom Tomlin Foolery. Only complaint I have is the music score has been terrible. But I actually really like Reva's brashness. And going through the the comments, there is a lot of love for the characters. Lots of love for Moses Ingram's uh, Reva. Um, the Inquisitors don't always come out too popular with uh, people from what I'm seeing on just mm. this subsection. But mm. hey, I'm uh, I'm really missing. The, the Inquisitors in the show. I'm missing uh, Rupert Friend's Grand Inquisitor and, you know, a few other people. Scullery made. I've seen low-budget YouTube reenactments that look better. A lot of it a lot of it gives me soundstage vibes. Gabe, mediocre. And uh, Wolf Queen Nikki, she speaks for all of us when she says, so far, my only complaint is the same I always have for Disney+. Plus. I hate that wait between episodes. Uh. Oh, my. I, I yeah. dig the wait between episodes now because we get to enjoy that uh, hype and build up together as one big Star Wars family and I, I, I actually prefer it because drop it all at once you lose it quite quickly but yeah. we've got we've got a mixed reaction there We, as we said throughout this episode we are here for everybody's opinion whether you like this show or not and we will give a stage for people who like uh, uh, like a lot of people there just to show this isn't clicking for them yeah, we want to be as balanced as possible. We love it. There are people out there who who don't, and for the most part, it's for a reason. Like, technically, it's not great, or I'm not getting into the story, or I can't buy into the emotion. You know, that's, this is the way it goes, isn't it, mate, sometimes? You can't win them all. No, you can't. You can't. But again, generally, I, I, I would say it's been a positive response yeah. online, like a real positive response. We also asked you guys what your favourite episode was. We put some polls up on Instagram and Twitter, and the winner on both Instagram and Twitter with an identical score, an identical no. pers- percentage. And once again, we've had hundreds of votes on this. Um, part three, 71%. Yeah. 71%. Second most popular, popular being uh, part one on uh, Twitter. That was 17%. On Instagram, it was 23%. Not really much between them, oh. uh, which leaves part two in third place. Um, part two. Huh? Very low percentages for part two. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and, and that's everywhere as well. Usually you see a bit more of a difference on Twitter yeah. and Instagram, but it's actually, it's, it's surprising how kind of unanimous that has been. Um, I think a lot of people don't get me wrong, like love part two, but I just don't think it hit, you know, yeah, in the feels the same, the episode three did. Yeah, I, I, episode, I don't know. And part one is, is phenomenal as well for it's, it's what I've always wanted in the Kenobi show. He barely speaks for the first half of the show. It's, it's introspective. We're looking at the life of this broken man. We we see what we see what's happening with Owen. We see the oppression of the Empire on Tatooine and that, and what they're doing. And it feels like the next step mm. post Order sixty six. You know, ten years since the Empire's been around. And Part Three. Look, I get why everyone loves Part Three. It's it's got some of the most icon- new iconic shots in Star Wars. It's got one of the most you know horrifying third acts to a star wars and i was terrified watching it now i get what you were saying when he said this star fader is scary yeah people are saying oh he's just saying that i watched part three 
and I was scared when you know in in the scene where he's walking through the street, Darth Vader, because of the way oh. they established that this man has no chill. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, I yeah. was genuinely on the edge of my seat, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't need the Imperial March to make me feel that. But part two, I don't want to understate that. Part two was also very good. It hasn't, for me, it hasn't been a bad episode. But I get why people like part three. But you and I, we also like it almost as much, if not more, for that. You know, the first two acts when it's just yeah. the Obi Wan and Leia show as well. It's got to be yeah, everything. Ab- absolutely, that's why I like it. I, I, I said that on the recap. I think just because of that slower pace, that's actually why I probably would have put the episode for the top for me, for me anyway. Yeah. The Vader stuff just made it even better. It just <laughs> made it even one. better. You know what's what's really interesting here, Matty boy, is our polls are are almost the opposite to the critics. Yeah, it's a good point. Very it, true. It's the it's the polar opposite. Polar opposite. Interesting. Interesting. But that's why we do the Bantina. That is why we do the Bantina because we get all of those opinions and we love them. We eat them up like curry, like a Ooh. chicken tikka bolti. Nosh it down like a tiramisu. Uh, it's my favourite dessert for anyone going to celebration oh. next year. Oh. I will have a tiramisu, please. Um, I yeah, mean, no. are we going to do a curry night at celebration? I think would that be, be mental? For all our international listeners, you, hey, look, curry isn't just exclusive to the UK, you, but, you know, no. we're one of the countries, let me go, we're, we're one of the countries in the world who, we know how to do it, we know how to do a proper curry. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. You know, there, you know, there are some who <laughs> can probably do it a little bit better. Yeah, no, yes, but... Meanwhile, meanwhile, our listeners in India go mental right that's now. Why, that's why I said we are one of them. We are yeah. one of them. But uh, our national dish is, is a curry, so... Yeah, it um, is. Thank people don't realise, but yeah, I think, I think we'll have to do that. You're like a, we'll have a night, we'll have a few nights planned. Man, I can't wait. But we uh, got I, we got stuff planned. We got stuff planned, and the wheels are in motion. The wheels are in motion. For I'm getting ahead of things actually this year. I'm guys, getting excited. So. Oh mate, this year is filth. Yeah, you know, just keep your eyes out on varying conventions. We, we, hey, look, we'd love to get to every single one across the UK. Not always logistically possible, but you never know where the sessions are going to pop up. Uh, however, like Luke said, this is why we do the Bantina, because we want to hear from you guys, the fans, whether you agree or disagree with uh, the points in our main discussion. We still want to hear from you. We heard from an awful lot of you this week, so thank you so much. It would have been impossible to get all of you on the show this week. However, please do keep commenting on our posts and we'll do everything we can to get you in a future edition of the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Yes, that's right. Spice is part of the Bantunus, the Patreon question section. And to kick us off is a good one. You might have heard of him. He's a bit of a naughty boy. Sean Hudson. Hmm. He asks this, Matty boy. He asks this. In the words of the great Sir Cabbage. Deep dive there. Ahoy. <laughs> so I remember in my teens and 20s, the dark times. Time ago. Where it was, oh, my boy loves it. Where it was very uncool to love Star Wars. When, where, and why do you think that 
changed. It seems now there's a total acceptance to love the wars. Maybe that's due to more content or easier accessibility, but it just doesn't seem to be something that people take the mickey out of anymore. Would you uh, would be interested in your thoughts on this one, chaps? Jessup and I are booked for MCM in October and the after party, and we're all excited for celebration. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, drop a line on the Discord to get involved in the Airbnb chat. It's popping up now. <laughs> this guy ain't kidding it. This guy ain't kidding, is he? Like, he's loving it. May the force be with you always. Lots of love. Grand Admiral Sean. Hashtag, it's coming home. Yes, it is, mate. It is coming home. Celebration London next year. Uh, yeah, MCM, October. We're planning on being there. We're planning on being there. Comic Con. It should be good. Um, Discord. Yeah, if you want to join the Discord, it's like a free, massive group chat. Um, just Great. message us. Great. And we'll send- it's active. Uh, yeah, and we'll send you the link. And I, I know a few of the guys are arranging Airbnbs and hotels uh, about celebration on this. That's what Shawnee Boy is talking about. Mm-hmm. Boy, really interesting question here. When, yeah. when do you think the cultural, the, the, the culture for loving Star Wars shifted? Well, I think a lot of the culture towards loving Star Wars shifted when people realised that they could take the mickey out of it. I think like the prequel memes have actually made the prequels so much better for so many people because they've now come to appreciate those films more so because of the mickey taking. Um, it, there was a shift, I think, in the noughties, towards the late noughties, when geek culture became accepted. Uh, I'd love to credit Star Wars for that, or even Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings gave some credence that fantasy films could be incredibly good films but things like x-men mm. the, sp- the first spider-man trilogy the sam raimi film sober Maguire, they came out and showed that these properties these ips could they, they could be translated and adapted and they could be really good films and people can get behind them and and people found new heroes to look at in wolverine in in spider-man this new uh, sorry toby Maguire spider-man back then and then you have something like the Dark Knight or the sorry, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight and like the pop culture behemoth that was mainly due to Heath Ledger's fa- fabulous Joker um, gone too soon hold Heath uh, and then from then on you had the yep. MCU which started slowly but it found its legs and you know things like the then when Avengers a symbol came out suddenly you know these films are, are showing that you can you can see this stuff which was usually consigned to the geeks in their back room and it can actually be really, really cool, really fun, um, a good experience at a cinema. So I actually think the comic book movies have a lot to answer mm. for in terms of making geek culture cool again. Um, and then, of course, when Lucasfilm brought out Star Wars, sorry, Lucasfilm brought out, and then the hype started around the new Star Wars film, I think that sent Star Wars into the stratosphere, those two or three years post, sorry, prior to The Force Awakens, when people were you know, getting into Star Wars again, because I think a lot of people kind of dropped off between the prequels and, you know, 2013, 14, because there wasn't really much coming out of, other than the Clone Wars, which to a lot of people is their Star Wars. Um, and it's great Star Wars. And then The Force Awakens came out. It's great. Most people love it. Star Wars is back again. So I think in the sort of the early noughties, things started to change with X-Men, Spider-Man. By the time The Dark Knight came out, people were enjoying that then the mcu came along and made these comic book films cool again star wars jumped on that with the force awakens so in terms but for star wars i I think star wars actually was more of a recent thing 
to us fans in the bubble it's always been cool geeks have always found geek stuff cool but in terms of the wider audience i'm thinking in the last 10 years really and i'm talking like very about 10 11 years star wars mainly when disney took it over and it became relevant again it's always been relevant but it, but in a time when lord of the rings harry potter batman spider-man the mcu were coming out and star wars wasn't releasing anything suddenly they announced that actually look the big boys back in town and we're giving you three new films as sequels as well suddenly you know the explosion and the nostalgia and the hype became real so i See, think in about the last 10 years for me before that it was people loved the prequels but there was always that kind of that was always that idea that you can't like the prequels there are films being made about george lucas and it wasn't a nice place to be but it, for me the explosion for star wars was about was about 10 years ago but in pop culture 15 20 years ago the the seeds were planted what about you though mate uh, i i have a different answer go on son go on son i have a real different answer actually i do think you know that i i do think in part your answer is true but i do think it's the prequels go on i think it's exactly the prequels um I think the prequels, don't forget they were being released at the same time as things like Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man. I think the prequels is the reason, and it's, I'll say this as well, like our age group, growing up with the prequels, you know, and we've got rappers nowadays who are grown adults like us who talk about Anakin Skywalker, they talk about Obi-Wan, they talk about Star Wars because of the prequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because of the prequels. I think you've got our generation who grew up with it and it was a lot more normal. Like we were just shown it as kids. Like, and it was like, Oh yeah, it was awesome. You know, what's the go-to toy? Oh, star Wars toys. Oh, brilliant. Mm. And now we're adults and we've got an opinion and we've got a thought. And I do think in turn, the internet in turn, the internet, we have a voice and we go, I really like the prequels, you know, full stop. That's it. Standard. So I think it's a generational thing. That's what I think, and I think it goes to show how you know. I mean, when, let's look at like video video games like Lego Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront, you know, Force Unleashed, Knights of the Old Republic. They had such a such an impression on a generation of kids, you know. And yeah, I think I think it's 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 probably a mix of a few things and and i do think the disney acquisition has only helped it but i think it's come from a place where you know it's not just star wars but pop culture in general has become Mm -hmm. more acceptable you know let's not ignore stuff like japanese um culture um, anime anime is it's massive it's absolutely huge and that is way that is really accepted really accepted in the mainstream you know, like I said, we've got artists, rappers, musicians, um, actors talking about all their favourite stuff. We've got one of the biggest YouTubers on the planet walking out into a boxing match with <laughs> a minted Charizard as his yep. necklace, as yep. his necklace, as his bling. Do you know what I mean? Like that's telling you that shows you a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. You know, where suddenly there's a generation of kids that all grew up with similar stuff pokemon the star wars prequels spider-man video games normal totally normal so i i would say it's 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 huge but i without the prequels i don't think star wars would be as relevant or as cool today that's what i I think 
Yeah, the prequels help, man. I think in, in terms of pop culture, I think the IP, the power of the IP is what made fandom cool. Power of franchise has made IP has made pop culture cool. You know, the Star Wars franchise, despite the MCU. Uh, the Harry Potter. I mean, look, yes. look at how many people love that. Harry impression. Potter as well. It's the yep. franchise, and like Lord of the Rings, it's the franchises that give fandom something to. No, no longer is it just standalones. It's they have long-running stories, yeah. and well, they have their own canon, they have their own lore. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. I mean, for Star Wars, you know, it's been a slow burn for it to be accepted by everyone, and you you, you still see people online telling Mark Hamill that their kids get laughed at because they're dressed up in Star Wars clothes at school or, you know, the, the boys at school tell the girl that she can't like Star Wars for boys. We're still, you know, as kids will be kids. We're still going through it, but, you know, it's, pop culture is now a huge business. A yeah. huge business. So, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it was within the last sort of, yeah, 20 years, it started to get bigger and bigger until what it's become now. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for that, brother. And uh, also, um, I want to sh- a message to my brother on air. Go listen to my interview with Mike Edmonds on the Screen Signers by the Sea uh, episode and uh, hear what he has to say about you and your Ewok. Let me know what you think about it as well. For those who've heard it, it's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's yeah, a bit ominous, isn't it? It's not as bad as what it sounds like, but you know, Mike Edmonds, he kind of misconstrued what I said and it actually became hilarious. But, um, <laughs> Johnny Boy, thank you very much for that. I'll tell you off air, mate. Um, our next comment, though, our next question is from a local boy, huh? The Meadalorian, Martin Mead. Oh, here we go. He said, with celebration 2023 confirmed for London, what are you most looking forward to and what do you enjoy most from this year's celebration? Oh, my God. home, mate. What are you looking forward to for London and in terms of Anaheim? And what did you like most from somebody who, like me, saw it from afar? I can't wait for Celebration London, Martin <laughs> Mead. You naughty boy, it's you coming up. It, it's coming up. I'm looking forward to waking up and walking over to the Excel Centre and just <laughs> bowling it in and being like, yeah, this is where the fun begins. Oh. This is where the fun begins. I'm looking forward to the panels. I'm look- Do you know what I'm really looking forward to as well? Like the events outside of Celebration. A like what we're, what we're yeah. planning, going to the pub, you know, <laughs> it's, the Greeks. it's going to be, it's going to be special, mate. It is going to be very, very, very special. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Um, and what did I, what, what, what did I enjoy the most from this year's celebration? It's a bit of a difficult one, Martin. Oh, the obvious one is the news. I really like the news. I love the Andor trailer. Seeing oh, that man. come out in HD, properly uploaded onto the interwebs, <laughs> loved yes. it. Loved it. L- absolutely loved it. Seeing Ewan and Hayden back, fantastic. But I'll be honest, Martin, I, I, I have struggled a little bit with this celebration because of the lack of panel coverage. Yeah. You know, they didn't stream it and they didn't even stream it for people inside of the convention center. So if you didn't by chance get into that room on that day, you ain't seeing that panel. That's it. You're seeing the news like being tweeted live. Nah, nah, come on, come on, guys. Come on. It's not good. It's not good. And there's no reason for it to be like that. There is zero reason for it to be like that. Yeah, so I, I, I think actually in some ways it's one of those where it's a bit it's a bit disappointing. It looked 
fantastic celebration it looked like people had so much fun and it is so special being there in person but yeah for us at home mate like like what i've said i had matty boy and a few of the boys over the other week to watch the mando plus panel i've heard i've heard it was a really good panel looked yeah. fantastic trailers everything we can watch it because they didn't stream it you know mate. and i think oh mate come on you know so we ended up playing some nintendo instead <laughs> which yeah, was good, good which good which was which was good but you know the the purpose of tonight was to chill out and watch them celebration together and you know it, it wasn't that so big shame big shame what about you mate boy not an awful lot different for me mate i'm look, obviously i'm looking forward to celebration being in london so we can go to it um i can be there with my my good friend luke as buddies and if and all of us all of the sessioners who are coming along the to have fun yeah. Um, we'll be there obviously to cover it as well so for those who can't make it we'll be there you know, we'll be snapping pictures we'll be talking to people we'll be doing that That's, that excites me as well on a you know, professional level as well but just seeing people just seeing fans you know Com- Comic Con is one thing but just seeing a, a hub for just Star Wars fans man. I'm looking forward to seeing the cosplay so I mean mm. like, some of the cosplay from this year were like the Grievous the guy do dressed as Grievous I mean again Comic Con, we see some Star Wars cosplay. Star Wars celebration, all Star Wars, only Star Wars. I cannot wait to see how creative people get some of the things which I could probably never could have dreamed of seeing. Um, mm. And yeah, the, the, the events as well, the the, uh, the the events that happen outside, like on like the stairs outside of the convention center, or the or the drinks in the evening, or whatever it might be. Mm. It's it's the communal side of it. It's the community, and that's not even just our wonderful sessions community. It's just the Star Wars community as a whole. I can't wait to get stuck in, mate. I cannot wait to get involved in that again. And in terms of this year in Anaheim, what actually struck me was how much of an actual celebration it was. Watching the um, kind of Star Wars show-esque presentations with Anthony Carboni, Andy Gutierrez, it's, everyone was going mental in the crowd. You know, they there was so much stuff dropping. They got they had all these guests coming out. You and Hayden. They had uh, Rosario, um, uh, Natalie Lou Bordizo, the new Sabine Wren. They had people from the from the OT and a new hope. I think the uh, people like Phil Tippett coming out. Yeah, yeah a fairly yeah. decent range of people coming out, and everyone was just loving it because it's been so long. Everyone's been cooped up for so long, and now they yeah. finally got to experience it together. I love the news. I love that they did not disappoint with the news that dropped in the trailers. Boy, we got my Jedi Survivor trailer. Check out Jibber Jabber next week for that. Talking about it. So I like the news that dropped. I love the Jedi Survivor trailer. I love the Andor trailer. I love the fact that they. You know, they, they delivered. They, they never they never promised us that they'd give us trailers and that, but they delivered nonetheless, and I liked that. But I'm with you. I don't need to, I don't need to flog the dead horse. I think the coverage overall was frankly yeah. abhorrent. I think it's abysmal. I think it's disgusting. And, and, and it, it, not and it's not even because we weren't there. You know, boo hoo, we couldn't make it. Oh, give us entitled fans everything for free. No, it's the people who were there didn't even get it either. Yeah, and and in other years they've they've shown. The panels, they just, you know, they've just blacked out the uh, things they don't want the the wider audience to see, and that I totally get. You know, you show the Mando panel, and if they say right for those watching, I we're not going to show the trailer. Whatever, I'm still seeing the panel. I'm still seeing John and Dave and everyone talking about it, and everyone getting excited again. I just think they really kind of misjudged, you know, mm. the fans' desire to see these panels. People really, really wanted to see it, and people who were there wanted to see it. 
And of course, if you're in the room, you get the experience of seeing it in the room. Or if you're in the 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 hall, the convention center, you get to celebrate the party and watch it on the screens of everyone. And it's that emotion that comes from it as well. I yeah. just don't understand who made the decision to be like, yeah, don't do that. Let's not do it at all. Because some of the panels they showed were fun, fine. Some of them were a bit naff. But mm. kind of wonder why they didn't show the flagship ones. No, I don't know. You know what? I don't know, mate. I think it's a, I I think it's a bad move. I think it's a, I think it's a poor showing from Reef Pop or whoever it was who was in charge, Lucasfilm, whoever. I don't know, but I think it was bad. But what I did see, though, I enjoyed. It looked like everybody there had a great time, and all of our, all of the content creators that we that we like and we trust and we follow and we love, they all seem to be having a great time, and I kind of loved living vicariously through them and their smiles through that weekend and next year in London, dude. That's going to be us. Giving oh, everyone. They'll be living through our smiles and our joy. So, uh, can't wait, man. Can't wait. Can't Meady, wait. Great question, Meady. Shawnee boy, Shawnee boy. Good question as well. Guys, what are you looking forward to in London 2023 next year? If you come in as well, if you come in, whether you're based in the UK or abroad, let us know. Slide into yeah, the let, us, let know. us know if you're going to be there. We would love to um, compile a list of everyone who's going to be there that we know. Um, and also, guys, when did, you know, when did liking Star Wars become cool? When did it mm. become something which you didn't have to hide from your mates? Yeah. Let us know what you think to those questions. And we'll be back again next week with a couple more spicy Patreon questions. And we'll also be back again here in the Bantina Bar, man. So we are going to leave you now. And sorry about the mess. But we'll see you again this time next week in the Bantina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! 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 Right, as you know guys, each week we end with a Star Wars themed game and we alternate who's going to host it. Now last week we didn't have a game, We we gave you a segment of us on the BBC, BBC Berkshire trying to convince the DJ whether he should watch Obi-Wan Kenobi or Stranger Things Season 4. Um, he probably went home and watched Kenobi. He's probably loving it right now. So um, we're going to revert back now to my week hosting, Luke. Do you know want to know what you're playing this week? Um, yes, please. <laughs> uh, I've stolen some ideas, mate. Put them up. Oh. I want to see if it's... Oh, if- okay. Go on then, son. Come on. Fighting talk. The return. Oh, get up, yes. get back here, mate. For those Come on, who know, Luke smashed me in the face yeah, two weeks ago, two episodes ago, sorry, with Fighting Talk, which is a game where basically I give Luke a statement and he has to um and he has to argue as to why that's he agrees with that statement. Even oh, if no. he doesn't in reality even if he <laughs> in reality really doesn't agree, he has to give his reasons why that statement is factual and honest and he believes in it. Okay. So, uh, some right. of mine are pretty filthy. I will give you that. I like the ones you gave me. I wonder if mine are going to uh, be able to draw the truth out of Luke Bly. So, uh, all right, come on, let's do play, it. mate. Yeah, let's get involved. Come on, I'm ready. I'm mentally ready. I'm in the zone. I'm in the place. Here we go, DJ. Let's do it. Do it. Smash that button. Let's play the music. Here we go. Okay, come on. Don't be offended. I need, to, I need you to tell me, mate. I need you to tell me <laughs> why Return of the Jedi is the worst Star Wars film. Ewoks. They're rubbish. 20 seconds. 
Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. What, Skywalker just turns up and he's the boss all of a sudden? What are you talking about, mate? What are you talking about? Jabba, he's fat. He just sits there, doesn't do anything. He can't even punch someone. Why is he the most powerful person in the room? I have no idea. Han Solo, resurrected, convenient. Convenient. You're done. So. There's your tw- <laughs> Again, there's your 20 seconds. Like me, I kind of went over. I got really into it. Luke looked like he genuinely hates Return of the Jedi. <gasps> oh, I don't. I don't. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry, you- Ewoks. Okay, go on. of Luke hating Return of the Jedi. And yeah, there was a caveat. You got 20 seconds. Fight, the next question, mate. So we now know that you, you hate Return of the Jedi. Thank you for that. <laughs> the next question, you know I wasn't not going to ask this one, mate. Oh, um, no. Right. You need to tell me, right? The Star Wars books and comics are the best thing in canon. Well, they're the whole reason that the galaxy makes sense. They're the, they connect everything. You know, Cobb Vanth originally from the from from the books. Um, there's so many, so much lore. It enriches the Star Wars story in a lot of ways. They're better. At least they're actually planned out. High Republic. They actually sit down and, and and plan out what they're doing from A to B. They don't even do that for the films. So expanded lore for the win. Yep. There we go. Amen. That as well. Do you know what? You're not lying either. So <laughs> there's always a bit of truth in that. So uh, there's mate, some I, truth and legends. I could see Luke sweating then when he had to answer that one. Um, oh, the next one, uh, tell mate, you got to you got to tell me that. Tell me this. I, I'm struggling, but I need you to tell me. No, just confirm to me why the prequels weren't really very good. Oh, right. Okay. Tell me when I'm going. Tell me yeah. when I'm going. Go on, mate. Go. Okay. Um, what? Phantom Menace, come on. Done. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> the dialogue, it. the dialogue, the bad CG, the naff romances. I hate sand. It's course, it's rough. It gets everywhere. Um, Padme, you know, shut up, Padme. Shut up. Why, why, why did you change? Why do you suddenly change in Revenge of the Sith? You, you were a badass in Attack of the Clones. Now you're a wimp. What's going on? Um, Done. He's out. He's got twenty seconds. He hates Padme. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know sand. why. I like I, I like drill into these like points, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to attack. <laughs> the clones, right, mate? You've got two more. Uh, let okay. me reset the stop clock. Okay, so fighting talk. I needed to argue this point that Ewan McGregor is miscast as Obi Wan oh. Kenobi. Go. Oh, he's too much of a meme, isn't he? Too much of a meme, can't take him seriously. Dodgy accent, doesn't even sound that English. Just sounds like from a non-regional English place. I couldn't tell you where he's from. Um, doesn't really do a very good job. He's not really good with a lightsaber. He's just twirling it around like an absolute muppet. Um, it's just handy. He's fighting against absolute schmucks, to be honest. So, there we go. <laughs> Again, like you said oh, to me, I'm heart. starting to believe some of this my is heart. true. <laughs> I'm starting to believe you hate you and now as Obi Wan, you don't you, you you don't think you don't like the prequels. You love the comics and the books, and you hate Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't, what's okay. going on? What is going on? Last one, then, mate. This will be this will be fun. Um, okay, the final one. Argue this okay. point. Okay, Star Wars. It will be better off without Grogu in it. Well, it's a cheap shot, really, isn't it? It's only a kid. That's why it just it just gets our feelings all in a twist, touches our hearts because he's cute. That's it. That is the only reason. He doesn't even say a word. Doesn't even say a word. What's the point? What is the point? There's no point. It's stupid. He might just well be drop kicked into a bin and set on fire. <laughs> Twenty seconds. <laughs> 
<laughs> so at the end of that part... one, lads, I'm not I'm not proud of that one. Yeah, basically, take this young child, burn him, and drop kick him as well. Nothing. This so happens nothing. that he's green. Nothing wrong with a bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> discipline and all that. <laughs> well, there we go. So Luke's told you why Return of the Jedi is awful. The Star Wars books and comics are actually really good. The prequels are bad. You and McGregor, no, no point of being Obi Wan. And that Star Wars would actually probably be better without Grogu in it. Smoke. That was yeah. fighting well. talk. <laughs> we love it. Mate. We love a bit of fighting talk. We love a bit of fighting talk. We love a bit of fighting talk. So there we go. Right. Good job, my friend. I believed every word you said then. I believe oh, there was a no. little bit of truth sprinkled into some of those. Oh. Well, especially the planning <laughs> part. But uh, yeah, oh. that's it, mate. Well, look, we're on a high. We're excited. Why? Because of all we and because of Star Wars in general, because of all of you guys, because of fighting mm. talk, because of Grogu and everyone else involved in Star Wars. But that's it, mate. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode 165. But the fun doesn't end there, my friend. I know. Well, the, the fun's not going to end for, who knows? Maybe we'll get to episode 1000 one day. Imagine that. Who knows? Uh, but the fun doesn't end there, mate. No one's ever really gone, least of all us. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we will be there. Uh, Drop us a voice note or a message. We love voice notes. We love messages to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And don't forget about that Patreon, guys. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yeah. If you want to support our show for free, you can do so, like Luke said up top, by leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice, which now includes Spotify. Those five stars really helps the show grow, introduces new listeners, and it's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest co-worker. Tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell the charred cadaver of Baby Yoda that this is the podcast <laughs> you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. <laughs> Luke! Luke! Ah, yeah. Horn Sudson. <laughs> Good one, isn't yeah, it? Good one. Yeah. Hello there. Goodbye there. Essex-based podcast heroes... You're so... beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. What?!